Select the mask agents best suited for this mission. Jason G, DJ, movie writer, 80s guru, vehicle code name, Frontier. Wyatt B, sound engineer, movie writer, airman, vehicle code name, Dakota. Personnel approved. Assemble Mobile Armored Strike Command. Welcome everyone to MassCast Episode 6, which we will be talking about the Series 1 Mask Toys. My name is Jason, and as always, I'm joined by my script-writing partner in crime, the Norman Tuttle to my Jesse Mock, Mr. Wyatt. How are you tonight? I am great. How are you, Jay? I'm fine. Did I stump you on the uh, the Norman Tuttle and Jesse Mock thing? Just a tad. I was looking for something really extreme. Hey. <laughs> well, if this is your first time joining us, I always add in a little something special there. Norman Tuttle is the headquarters guy on Street Hawk, and Jesse Mock is Street Hawk. As I've been going back and <laughs> watching those recently with my boys. Uh, it's been a long time, so I can't remember anything from Street Hawk except the motorbike. <laughs> <laughs> it's been fun going back and watching it, actually. It's held up pretty well. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So, anyway, let's get down to business. Uh, first, I want to thank our listeners, which we've averaged about 65 downloads per episode uh, between Mixcloud and Buzzsprout and uh, on iTunes. So I want to thank everybody for downloading us, and uh, we look forward to upcoming episodes as well. And uh, if this is your first time listening to us, you're probably here to get the code word for our giveaway contest. We'll be announcing that uh, a little later in the show, so keep you around for at least a little bit before we give away the code word. But uh, if you've been listening to our MassCast through the first five episodes, you know, we've been going through the mass cartoon episodes and Wyatt and I have given our own personal ratings. We've been uh, mainly, uh, I think, right on spot each week. Uh, we've given two episodes a five out of five and three episodes four out of five. But uh, I wanted to ask Wyatt, what's your favorite episode was so far of the first five? I honestly think episode four was one of the best. Episode five, which was last week's um, discussion was really great, but I kind of liked episode four, Highway of Terror. It's all set. Did you see those army guys? The trap doors and smoke bombs worked like a charm. Yeah, I wonder what the captain said when he found out his shipment was missing. Well, if he knew what we were going to do with the plutonium... I don't think he'd be too happy. Mainly because you got to see a lot of mask interaction. I mean, the actual masks themselves interacting with the vehicles. You also got to see a little bit of drama uh, involved where Dusty has I-beams uh, falling on him from, uh, from Mayhem shooting out the missile from Switchblade and so forth. It, to me, it was a, a very great episode, a lot better than um, the first few that they had presented to us. How about you? Yeah, I'm, and again, I'm going to agree with you, just because I think that episode mirrors our movie script the most with Dwayne from the, uh, I think we call it the Peaceful Nations Alliance, which kind of is, it's not necessarily that term in our script, but they do deal with the government and and that's kind of involvement, so yeah, I'm I'm with you on that one. That uh, I think that was the best episode so far. So uh, we wanted to just tell you briefly our upcoming recording schedule. We're going to release this on Friday, March 16th, and then uh, we're going to record one new episode next week. We'll probably release that in two weeks, and then we're going to take a little break, uh, probably for another two weeks, and come back around April 13th uh, tentatively. Because my buddy Wyatt is, well, not you, <laughs> your <laughs> wife, is having a baby boy. So 
Right. So uh, our uh, I want to give him a break. <laughs> right. Our recording schedule might not be up to par as uh, we might have uh, baby Scott wannabe telling us what he thinks in the background. So, <laughs> so we're going to give him a little break. Then we'll come back right into uh, the next episodes of Mask in our upcoming podcasts. But are you ready to talk some toys? I am ready to talk some toys on our Mask cast. Mask, where illusion is the ultimate weapon. Convert Switchblade to jet mode. Surprise, Matt Tracker. It's mayhem. Battle stations. Protect the decoder, Bruce. I'm going up. Stacks, ready to fire. Mask, Switchblade, Thunderhawk, and Rhino. Each sold separately with action figure. Cover me, Matt. 10-4. Sato's getting away. But you're not, Mayhem. Mask, Switchblade, Thunderhawk, and Rhino. Each sold separately. New from Kenner. So we've gone through and uh, really it's rekindled a lot of our childhood going through the Series 1 toys, looking through the lists uh, that uh, that we've come, come across. I know personally for me, uh, the only... A mask toy that I ever actually owned was uh, Condor. During that life, I guess, that part of my childhood, I was a little bit more interested in Transformers than Mask at the time. But um, honestly, I had a lot of favorites for the toys. Uh, in fact, I, you know, we put up the vote that you could choose more than one. So I think I picked three or four, actually. One of them. I did as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you did as well. Um, I know one of mine was uh, Boulder Hill. Of course, it's HQ. You gotta gotta vote for that. Um, I liked Condor. I'm a big helicopter person. Then uh, I really liked Thunderhawk. I I like the old uh, Camaros from the 80s, uh, along with the, their cousin, the Trans Ams. I loved it flying around, being able to. I think, like I said in the last episode, that. You're kind of hot rodding around and then hit a button and here you are flying around casually across the city. And then, of course, the powerhouse Rhino. I I really lo- enjoyed him. I think more because my dad is a trucker. So I it, it's a familiar thing for me. But I still like the old powerhouse of, of Rhino. How about you? Yeah, I was trying to remember exactly which ones I voted for. And I might be able to just to say probably the ones I didn't vote for, <laughs> which were... Uh, I don't think I voted for T-Bob and Scott. Uh, sorry to the three people that have voted for them. And I think I did not vote for Jackhammer as well, but I, and possibly Firecracker. But I think all the others I did pop in a vote for. Um, I had Condor and I had Piranha growing up. I had actually, I think it was the uh, Billboard... Uh, that was in the, the racing series. I think I had that as well cool. with uh, Dusty. And then I convinced my mother one time when we were in, uh, I think it was the Hills Department Store in Altoona, Pennsylvania. Um, we were in there one time, and Boulder Hill was on clearance. And I said to my mother, Mom, if you buy this for me, I will pay you back. And <laughs> and she got it for me, and I uh, this was kind of, I don't know, must have been a few years after it was released. And I don't remember what we paid for it at the time, but I did have Boulder, Boulder Hill for a while until uh, my mom sold all of my, most of my stuff when I was away at college. So I've been actually, in the last year, going back and collecting all the toys. Um, I've actually... Given a couple to you, Thunderhawk and Switchblade. Did I you Switchblade? Yeah, yeah, that was that was a on a on a trip home. Right. So it's been fun. Uh, it's been fun in introducing the toys to my two boys and having them interact with the with the toys as well and going through the cartoons mainly last year. But every once in a while they'll they'll say, "I want to let's watch Mask." So uh, so those those were the ones that I had growing up and. Like I said, I've, I've a very few that I thought were not that great as far as toys. But um, did you watch any of the commercials we posted? I did not get a chance to look at the commercials. Actually, I'm sorry. Actually, I think there's. I just posted one up there uh, for the blog post this week. There's actually a bunch on YouTube 
that are uh, they're pretty comical, but actually, actually some of the commercials use like stop motion animation for the figures, which they're almost like come to life, and uh, which I thought was really cool. I didn't really remember the commercials too well, but um, they really kind of you know made the toys come to life, right? Which was really cool. One of them I still remember to this day, uh, and I've seen it before on YouTube probably while we were in the heart of writing the script and that was i think it was actually a promo for the uh for the show and it w- looked like it was a serious uh a, a life-size uh camaro with the fins and everything yes. doing everything um i also saw hurricane hurricane is the other yep. one that you see on that commercial and i thought that was really if those were real cars, that was really impressive that they did that. I kind of think they were enlarged scale models, but that's that's my own assumption. I really don't know if they were live. Uh, yeah, I, I've seen those commercials. They're actually, I think, mainly for the Series 2 uh, toy release. So I think we'll probably post some of those when we get to the Series 2 toys uh, sometime in MassCast. But yeah, I've I've seen those as well. There's actually they have one for the Corvette, which is uh, Raven, I believe. Oh yes, with the wheels that fold under. They have the uh, the van. I'm trying to remember the name of that off the top of my head. Slingshot. They have Slingshot. Uh, that was in that commercial as well. That uh, so those commercials were really cool. Um, and I don't know, like you said, I don't know if they were just scaled up models or if somebody actually built these in a little bit of, uh, you know, motion to them to transform. It was really cool. And the large, the very large masks that they put on during the commercials as well. I saw that. I remember them. Uh, I think it was Matt that, uh, or the actor of Matt steps out of Rhino. I do remember that he steps out of Rhino and takes his helmet off his mask. And I, Especially looking back now, I see that. And I'm going, that thing had to have been a massive piece of plastic or something. <laughs> yes. That poor guy had to wear, even for a 30-second spot. You know, it. I can only imagine how how many times they had to retake and, and so forth. And who knows where they were. Uh, outside California heat? No, uh, no air conditioning in those, probably. Probably but, not. But speaking of the masks... Um, most collectors will know that there's actually two versions of the Series 1 toys. And I believe it's because they went back and remanufactured them. You know, it could have been during the, the time that Series 2 was released. But they have a long mask and they have a short mask. And I think they kind of made a longer mask on the figures to make them, you know, hang on to their heads a little bit better or whatever. Uh as you're playing with the toys, you don't get them, don't lose them as easily. But that's a that's a big uh, big deal for collectors that really want the series one toys. They want that short mask right. that was originally released with the first wave. Right. I still remember my little Condor and and Brad. He, you know, driving that chopper. You know, it was hilarious playing with him. Uh, I don't know. What do you remember playing as a kid? You know, with the, with the toys. I mainly remember the two motorcycles, and I I would uh, remove uh, the the uh, Piranha motorcycle and just have Sly and Brad kind of race each other. I think mainly. I really didn't have you know a, a bunch of these to begin with, so it was mainly just kind of racing around with them. But I remember having uh, the Piranha bike out a lot and playing with it minus the sidecar so well let's talk about the uh, the toys individually and uh some of the features the translations from the the cartoons we've been watching and how how well the toys kind of fit with what was on the cartoon and let's just start it off with thunderhawk um i have uh, most of these vehicles right behind me here as I'm recording to kind of reference, which is nice. And uh, we are both pulled some information up. We mentioned before a couple great sites like matttracker.com and Albert Pineo. 
com. He has a great mask site with the. He's got them listed all the series one, series two. He has got photos and all the accessories that came with it and stuff. So we're kind of using those sites and uh, some live uh, <laughs> live toys to to talk about this. But what do you think of Thunderhawk? Do you think it's a? Uh, do you think they included everything that was in the cartoon? Uh, short of the little push button on top of the hood, I actually think they <laughs> uh, they did a very nice job incorporating everything. The the stickers really match up well with the cartoon um they even got the rim you know the tire rims i'm one that looks for every little thing in a movie or tv show um on another podcast i think on uh on jason's podcast uh the 80s playlist i think uh, one of these days we're gonna have to have a, a a good uh sit down of and breaking down every little episode or something that i see on tv shows <laughs> But uh, I'm one that, like I said, I'm one that really notices. And you see the extension pop out of the, the car doors, the, the, the rear tail rudder off, the, off of the back of the, or the spoiler on the Camaro. Uh, I just did it. <laughs> that was the sound of Thunderhawk that connection. Was the sound. Yes, it was. But, yeah, really, um, I think it was a great likeness to the cartoon. Like I said, minus the little push button. Honestly, it was a very great lightness to the, the cartoon. Yeah, and one thing that I really like is the, uh, even though they're not like rubber, is the seat belts. So as you're flying around, Matt's not fly, <laughs> flying out That's of the right. cockpit. That is a good, someone was thinking that one up. Right, and then the, the two bombs on the bottom, uh, I don't recall in the first five episodes, them. he might have, there might have been one episode where he, released a missile from the bottom. I know the last episode, he had that... Magnetic uh, bomb or something. Right, gun on the, thing, that came down from the front. Right, that was the only thing that's been used so far out of the, uh, I guess, bomb bay Has doors it? of Thunderhawk so far. Okay. But, yeah, I, I think it's a great... Uh, you know, the, the extendable guns on the doors, just like in the, in the cartoon. Right. And uh, very good decals and uh, very good likeness. Right. I'm going to close up my doors as we go on to the next one, which is Rhino. Ah, Rhino. Our big powerhouse tractor trailer. Or, well, tractor. Not really a trailer. Right. <laughs> what do you think about that? I, I posted a, a, a picture of somebody who did a custom trailer. And uh, do you ever think why they didn't? They never incorporated a trailer? Maybe it was too close to Optimus Prime? I kind of think that's probably a lot of it was they didn't want to well you got to think about it and it may maybe i'm overthinking the whole process is you got optimus prime transformers as competition you also have uh knight rider was out in that time frame too so you got another big rig that the car is involved the trailer's involved so uh on top of that you see the little mini car whatever it is that that mobile defense unit that detaches from uh, the back of the truck on the axles there. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of thinking that that's why they never did have a trailer really is because of that little feature. Uh, they wanted to give it, you know, something else besides missiles and, and yeah. a battering ram grill. Um, you can also uh, drive around on a second car really. So I think that's really the, the big difference of why they never added a trailer. Um, what about you? What are I, your insights on, on this? Well, I think it's a great, uh, there's just so much to do on this, this toy. I mean, you got the two little levers in the back that of course activate the, uh, the, the grill, the ramp, the battering ram in the front, which I just did. And then, uh, one, uh, before too long, we're going to hear thing. Jason go vroom, vroom, vroom. <laughs> uh, yeah, you might. You got the uh, you got the smokestack guns. Uh, one thing we ha we haven't seen in the cartoon is the ejector seat, which is really cool. Uh, oh, yeah. I totally on, forgot uh, about that. On Rhino coming out the passenger door. And uh, I always felt bad for Bruce because he was always the co-pilot. He's always the one that gets kind of shoved out the door <laughs> with the ejector seat very true at least when i yeah you know at least uh 
my experience. Well, you know, but. you sat in an ejector seat a couple times before, too. <laughs> I had an old bread truck in high school. Why I had this thing, I still don't remember, but I had it in... Uh, there were no seat belts. That's how old this truck was. And Jason literally sat on the ejector seat because if I ever had a head-on collision, he was ejecting out the windshield. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Uh, but then, uh, of course, on the back of Rhino, it slides back, and you got the whole command center there. You got the missile that fires. Uh, you got the little radar spoiler on top that you know can move around, and. Uh, Oh, I think it was great. This is this is one of the one of the best adaptations that, from the cartoon. I think. Right. Uh, was I know. Right. I'd I'd really agree there. They. Uh, they were very good. Very good details with uh, with these toys. At least most of them. Which brings us on to our next conversational piece. Let's see. Let's bring up. That old, would be Condor. Yeah, that would be Condor. And like I said before, this is. The one and only masked toy that I can't say that you sent me to, but growing up, this is the only toy I had <laughs> as far as uh, mask goes. Uh, honestly, I, I like the others. This one was pretty close to the to the original. The only, I guess, the only part that wasn't uh, part of the episode there, the little anti antimatter gun where the headlight is on the, in the mm-hmm. on the bike. You know, the headlight actually moved up and down on the cartoon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which I I realized they couldn't do that, probably because of small parts or movement or something like that. But otherwise, they really did a good likeness of uh, of this little chopper. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, it was cool that it at least had that little gun that popped up in the front, and then uh, of course the the back wheel that slides up to become the back rotor and uh who doesn't like a good helicopter you know when you're a kid oh yeah so yeah i think condor was a great uh you know it's not wasn't anything complicated about it which made it good as well and it was easy to transform if i can use that word back and forth uh from the motorcycle to the to the helicopter right and while we're on condor why don't we go ahead and give away our uh or tell everybody our code word, which if you're going to enter our contest to win a Condor, you're going to need to email us. You're going to e- need to email the word chopper, C-H-O-P-P-E-R, chopper, like a, another name for a helicopter or a motorcycle. Right. And you're going to need to email that to maskmoviegiveaway at gmail.com. And you can go on our blog and there's a contest page there to give you the details but this is open to anybody who wants to win a condor exactly this was one of the top toys in the mass collection and uh, we also realized it though it was maybe a common one um, it was also one that probably a lot of people lost sold or whatever it was so anybody that's wanting to uh, rekindle their youth as well as uh, reassemble their collection this would be a great toy to add to it yes so if you're on the if you're on a computer now and not on an ipod you can just open up a new email to maskmoviegiveaway at gmail.com put your code word in chopper and put your name and where you're from and if we choose you the winner we will reply to your email and get your shipping address and information and everything so Good luck with that, and we will go on to the next toy, which is Firecracker. Ooh, this was, I think, was one of Jason's favorite growing up. Well, I, well, I actually didn't have a Firecracker. Uh, I was thinking if our mutual friend had one. I do remember playing with one growing up. I think it was a pretty good adaptation from the cartoon. Um, we've seen so far it has the headlights that, that really kind of beam out. And at least the uh, the toy came with the lights on the rack in the back. And just the last episode, we saw the freeze cannons the toy has as well underneath, as I open it up, that shoot backwards. 
And then, of course, I think in the uh, might have been the very first episode, we had the tire shooting off in the back with the spikes, yes. the spare tire. It was the first episode. But also the last episode was also the first time we see the motorbike on the back right. firecracker. And uh, we haven't seen anybody ride it yet, but, uh, yeah, I mean, who doesn't love this uh, this truck? You get a motorcycle on the back, and you get a complete pickup that can, you can, uh, you know, add another figure in there. and Right, and you get a little spike tire, and you get a spike tire to fling at the cat. <laughs> and you got the guns that come out the grill in the front. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was a great toy. Yep, and it, I would have to be on the same path. I think this is quite identical to uh to the what the cartoon was displaying as far as you know as close to yep. the cartoon it was it was great all right which brings us to our next contestant which is gator once again i would have to say he's pretty close to likeness to the cartoon um still kind of dumbfounded how they on the cartoon they ever put the boat back into the gator chassis but um, <laughs> Other than that, uh, it the little boat does actually eject out of uh, the Gator Jeep a little bit, so you can play with them while you're having fun in the bath. In the commercial, it shows them, you know, ejecting the boat, which I think was pretty much the best uh, feature of Gator that it could you could pull it back and and launch the boat. But it was fairly simple toy. I mean. Gator really didn't have too much uh, in the cartoon. You have the roof gun, and then I don't think we've seen the. Uh, have we seen him use the depth charge at all? No, we haven't seen him use the use the depth charge yet. So yeah, and of course that was the other feature that could he could pop that out the back. Right. Uh, but one of the other cool things that I found just by going back and now that I own one for myself is you could put Dusty's mask on the front of uh, the Gator boat and keep his mask in there, push it back up inside, and it would stay in there. So you could kind of hide his mask, so to speak. You didn't have to, you didn't have to drive it around with his uh, mask on. Nice. So you could, there was just like a little holder for it, which I don't think any of the other vehicles had a just a special spot for just the, the, the uh, driver's mask. So I thought that was a pretty cool feature for Gator. Yeah, that's really neat. Uh, and then we come to Scott and T-Bob. Now, I don't remember... We've had one commenter say that perhaps Scott and T-Bob came out with a, another toy line. But um, I don't remember them being uh, seeing them at all in the stores. No, I really don't remember them being out until... I think our mutual friend had one, um, and I thought it was odd because of the way it's set up. You know, you got—he's a tricycle, basically, uh, yeah. And uh, of course, in the cartoon, he's a unicycle, and I think they might have done that probably for logistics at the time to be able to transform somehow, transform the little robot, right? And and to keep uh, to put Scott on the back like he's riding him, right? So uh, in, in that in that character, you know, it's it. It's the top half of T Bob and Scott are both in the likeness of the cartoon characters, but uh, the tricycle, of course, is is not really right. Isn't. And that's probably why he has not received many votes. That's probably why. <laughs> but it's it was cool nonetheless that they made it. I mean, obviously they're a big part of the cartoon, uh, but you just didn't get that true T Bob transforming uh, scooter action. Like you had in the cartoon. Right. And then the final one that they released for the mask team is Boulder Hill. It's Mask, where illusion is the ultimate weapon. Yeah! Mask Boulder Hill playset with action figures, so you put it together. Prepare for battle. This is no innocent gas station. Activate freeze rate. <laughs> Nobody stops the evil jackhammer. Vehicle sold separately with action figure. Oh, yeah? Boom. I'll sneak in another way. Hot hops. Surrender, prisoner. Mask, Boulder Hill playset. Vehicle sold separately. New from Kenner. It took me a while to finally 
get a Boulder Hill that was decent. It seems like a lot of the Boulder Hills out there, at least for sale now, are missing parts and components. But um, what a great toy Boulder Hill is, I got to tell you. Oh, I'm sure. Um, again, our mutual friend, I think I only messed with it once or twice. Um, well, I guess you had one too, like you said. Yeah, it was uh, it was kind of past the. I don't know how you know. I can't remember how old I was at the time. It was more or less past the years when I played with the mass toys that I bought it. Right. Uh, it was like I said, it was like on clearance, and there was only a couple left, and I was like, well, I might as well get it just to have it. But yeah, I don't remember really playing with it that much when I did buy it, but. The features, I mean, of course, you got the gun on top of the mountain uh, that you can move around up underneath. Uh, you got the door that slides off the side, like the uh, protective door, um, just like in the cartoon. And then, of course, the gas pump guns. You had the little sign gun that you could move around. When you flop down the front of the gas station... There was a gun that you could move back and forth on top of that. And then, of course, the best part, at least what I thought the best part, was the trap door into the jail. Oh, I totally forgot about that feature right yes. there. Uh, and we... I was actually just uh, last weekend reading through one of the comics. Uh, I had a few of the comics, and my boys have been trying to get them to read uh, a few of the comics that I have. I read uh, one of the first four, I think it was, and it actually used that feature in the comic, which we haven't seen it in the cartoon yet. They have uh, Floyd Malloy. He's on top of the Boulder Hill, and he's like, oh, there's got to be some way into this, and then he drops through the, the trap door into the jail, which uh, I thought that was a great feature that... I'm not sure if we'll get to see that or not in the cartoon. I don't know either. I don't remember that. But still, that was a great feature, especially for the toy line, to have that little extra, really. Right. And it kind of makes me wonder when the... Uh, I, I guess the comics came out about the time that the toy line was released. I think it was uh, December of 85. Uh, the cartoons began in October of 85. But the first comic, I think, started then, and how that kind of differs a little bit. You got the toys that were released. We're not sure exactly when during uh, 85, I'm assuming before Christmas. But it would be kind of neat to see that feature uh, when you got the toy, and it's not you know, technically what you've seen on the cartoon yet. Right. Another interesting thing is you had the two figures. You had uh, Alex and, and Buddy both... Uh, released with the Boulder Hill. So you could, if you had Rhino, and Alex and Bruce are mainly the ones that kind of operated Rhino in the cartoons once a couple times there, we've seen Matt, but, uh, you know, Alex is always listed as Rhino's systems commander. Right. So you got to have uh, Alex uh, and Buddy uh, with, the, with the Boulder Hill. Well, that leads us on to our Venom toy line, and we're going to start off with the infamous Switchblade. Right. And, of course, as in the cartoons, we only got three bad guys, and we've got about seven <laughs> seven good guys. Right. Uh, it, this is, for me, it was right up there with Thunderhawk as far as the translation from the cartoon. I agree. This was a very good likeness. Uh, everything was uh really spot on the uh tail fin there that flipped up that we first got to see in this last uh i think this last episode episode five yes and we get to see the transformation you get to see the wings fold out to make the jet you get to see the landing gear retract up to to basically turn into the missile launchers um it was really it was the wings it was really a great Great to toy. Um, Miles was gr was uh, actually a good likeness of the character as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's noted, too, that these figures, 
at the time, I mean, you had G.I. Joe with their points of articulation. They're, they had a, a lot more than the mask characters, but the the figures themselves were a, really a, a pretty good likeness to what was on the show. And, uh, and Miles was no exception there. Um, what I really liked about Switchblade was basically you had the two features. The first one is the main one you see in the cartoon with it dropping the, the missile. And you had a lever on the side for that. And then on the other side, you could actually make the rotor spin when it was in helicopter mode. Right, which is a really cool feature, really, for a toy. Because, you know, I actually have, like, a couple helicopter toys, uh, primarily Airwolf. And you got to manually spin that thing around if you want it to move. So that was really a neat feature that they put on Switchblade, where you could actually push a little button and make it look like it's really flying instead of just spinning your fingers. Right. And the only other uh, one that I had that was kind of similar, which uh, I, I think would have come out afterwards, was I had a, the Rambo uh, helicopter. Oh, yes. I remember it, that thing. It You could hold it by the, uh, the tail uh, fin in the back, and it had a trigger, and you could spin it around. I think this was before that Rambo uh, helicopter came out, because I think that was part of the First Blood Part 2, which came out, I think, 87 or 88, maybe? Maybe it was earlier than that. I can't remember. But uh, anyway, yeah, I I think Switchblade is is right up there with Thunderhawk. So then we have Jackhammer and Cliff Dagger. And this one, it was still, still a good, I think, adaptation of the cartoon for me it's in watching my boys play with it it's a little hard to transform the the hood part in the front to get the the guns to pop down or the the grill to pop down and the guns to pop out right i think i remember it being a difficult contraption i think our mutual friend had had that same toy and he i remember it was even at that age i remember it being a fight to to use but Otherwise, um, it has a great likeness to the cartoon. Um, about the only difference that I would kind of notice, um, off and on throughout the cartoon, you see the hood either partially comes up, uh, doesn't completely cover the windshield, or it will actually completely cover the windshield. It's like a random yeah. random movement or adjustment, whatever it is, or maybe it's just a, a, an unfortunate fluke in the, in the cartooning but um, on the toy, it, of course, comes fully up. Right. Uh, and then uh, a couple great features on Jackhammer. Uh, obviously, you got the pack that pops up. And then the, the gun that came out and it could rotate 360 degrees, which is really cool. Yeah. And then you had the little gun that you could store up under there and then pop it in for a dagger's gun in the seat. And then uh, one of the other cool features is when you actually moved Jackhammer, you got the guns that actually sounded like they fired and moved oh, yeah. in from the grill. I forgot about hear. that too. That is that was a great feature they did with that. So it was probably not one of the more popular ones, but still had some great features uh, for those that did have it. Right. A lot of detail that the manufacturers have actually put into these toys. Uh, was actually superb, really. I mean, like like here, you got jackhammer clicking as you drive them. You got switchblade. You push the button and the rotor spins. It was really neat to see all that that detail that they've done with it. So finally, we have Piranha, which I'd mentioned I had when I was a kid. And uh, again, I think this was a pretty good adaptation. Uh, you had the two buttons in the back, one to show the guns and the uh, fins and then another one to launch the the sidecar into the water or pretend water right <laughs> uh and then uh the detachable bike i think was a pretty cool feature i don't think we see that in any of the episodes where he can kind of he kind of detaches from the sidecar mm, i think there was one episode where he jumped into the the little sub and, and you know shot into the water 
Um, but oh, I think you're right, but I don't remember him. Uh, I don't see think I remember seeing racks without the sidecar and just the motorcycle. Right. I don't remember seeing that either in the cartoon. But uh, we got a lot more episodes to go anyway. So true, true. One thing I know just by collecting, it's very hard to find one now. It seems like with the windshield on the bike that's not like cracked or that's uh, still intact that you can keep it on the bike. Well, I imagine because it was just a hard plate like any other toy. I mean, really, you actually right. with the, the toys. I know my dad was a little bit more protective of, of toys. In fact, I have a good a very nice set of Tonka toys that, you know, most boys will go out and play with them out in the dirt and stuff. No. I could only play with them on the, you know, inside the house. So, uh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) That would have, that must've been hard. It was very hard. Every now and then I'd sneak a tractor or something out and, oh, I get about a half an hour or so before he realized that I was out pushing gravel or something with it. Oh, get that thing in here. But, uh, nonetheless, you know, we're a kid, you know, you, you play with them. So I'm sure there's a lot of cracked windshields and lost pieces, helmets yes. that everybody has from time to time. I I still have my Optimus, my original Optimus Prime, but I cannot find the hands, the fists of Optimus now. I'm sure they're lost in one of my half dozen or dozen moves that I've made across country and back. Well, if you have uh, probably about five dollars to spend a piece for them you can probably find them on ebay i'm sure i could <laughs> but anyway i guess that's gonna about do it for our list uh we've gone through each toy we've had a couple comments this week from people talking about the toys and uh one from our buddy anna says she didn't have any of the toys as a kid although i wanted them so i'm making up for it by buying some of them now instead they're really cool and i love them so I, I imagine there's a lot of people out there listening to this right now that are like, oh, man, i got to get on eBay and grab a couple of these. Right, the price uh, might, might just go up. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Uh, well, if you were going to go buy some of these on eBay, you're going to need to bring your wallet with you because I can tell you firsthand uh, it's best to try to find a lot with uh, a few of the vehicles in and, and try to snag them that way. Otherwise, you're going to be paying 20 30 $40 a piece easy for some of the the very popular ones we have one more comment from raggletag i'm pretty sure scott and t-bob came out a bit later like with hurricane and volcano wave at least in the u.s anyway i had all of these as a kid and have them again as an adult i think all of the series one toys are pretty faithful to their animation counterparts but i'd say switchblade was the closest i'd also say that Miles Mayhem and Alex Sector figures capture the cartoon characters' likenesses the best compared to the other figures. And I'd have to agree with you. Um, really, they, like we said earlier, we, there was a lot of detail in the vehicles and in, in the characters. Specifically, Miles, and I'd have to agree with you, Alex had a good, um, they had a real great detail likeness uh, to, the, to the cartoon characters. And I agree, yeah. One thing I did want to talk about before we go is uh, some of what maybe is missing from this first wave, which is the girls. Uh, no Vanessa. She doesn't come until, I believe, uh, Series 3, actually, of the toys. And, of course, Gloria, we've seen uh, Shark, what, a couple times, right? Um, uh, so far, maybe once. I think just once, but primarily she sits with with Gator, uh, right? Really, but she doesn't so we, show up until what season? What? Well, actually, there there was no toy release that was quote unquote shark. She comes in in the uh, racing series with what they call Stiletto, which is a Lamborghini, and uh, we never got a shark toy. I've seen a couple custom, custom built ones uh, over the web, but we never got a shark. Hmm. Wonder what, why that was? Unless there was some kind of trademark or some kind of infringement on the car itself. I know some, uh, some automakers um, 
and whatever other makers out there, you know, they can they can actually put a, a copyright, if you want to call it that, a registration on their vehicle. And that might have been what held them back from doing something with Shark. But who knows what the real reason was. Like you said, though, she was mainly the co-pilot. But at least we've seen Vanessa and uh, Manta, I think, a couple episodes in just the first yes. first five. Right. Um, we, we got at least one battle with her in the air. I remember, but uh, yeah, it just seemed kind of strange, and I'm sure as we go along in the episodes, we'll see how much more they're in there, and they didn't include those unless they were limited to 10 toys or whatever in the first series. Right. But as we go along, and as they, uh, as we go through the episodes, and we'll stop again, and as we get more of the second series toys in the episodes, we'll stop and we'll take a look at all of those. I think there was, let's see, one, two, three, four. I think there was eight uh, released in the second series, none of which that we've seen in any of the episodes so far. Right. So that'll be fun to kind of go through them as well. And uh, I have all of those toys, too. <laughs> surprise, surprise. You should have seen Jason here. Uh, what, last, I think it was last summer, maybe for two years straight. He was telling me all these tales of how he acquired, really from eBay, how he got all these cars, all the Basque toys. And uh, I was actually a little envious of him for going out and do it, grabbing all these. I was holding my own by not giving in. I was more focused uh, <laughs> on, uh, not so much focused, I was more d- d- distracted with my own personal schedules and so forth. Um, I just couldn't afford the time to go on ebay and, and scour the internet for this but not jason he was out there dedicated i was i admired him for that he he had a lot of dedication on uh getting all these toys and there were times where he would get two or three of the same kind but they were all parts right. like parts cars and he'd make you know three or four toys into one good one and then sell the parts back on ebay to right buy another set of something else you can really uh I and I actually pretty much paid for what I bought with uh buying lots of mask toys and reselling them individually, you know, complete. Uh I always tried to sell them back complete. Um but yeah, I mean, I've I just scored uh one the other day. I kind of got back into it. I I'm missing a few from the third series and I got buzzered. Uh just it's on the way. I can't wait to get it. Um, I have the figures, and this is just the car. So uh, that was, uh, I think, in the racing series when they you had Miles and Max uh, Mayhem, and the car splits into two separate little vehicles. So I'm pretty excited about that. And uh, like I said, I'm missing a couple out of those. And then the fourth series, which was the split second series, which never came onto the cartoon. Uh, but there's still some pretty good vehicles in there. I have a couple of those, but those are more rare and uh, very collectible. You can pay. I've seen uh, the uh, Miles Mayhem Wolf Beast. It's the 63 Stingray. I've seen that go, a complete one, go for near $100. So they're really sought after. And the, and the rarest one of them all, I think, is the Camouflage Jet. It's called Skybolt that Matt Tracker uh, pilots, those I've seen go over three figures easy. So, but we'll get into that later. Oh, yeah. Well, that uh, moves us on to our kind of a preview of our next discussion topic, which will be Mask Episode Six, entitled "Dinosaur Boy." Right, and this is where Venom abducts a strange lizard creature whose antibodies prolong human life. Wow. And it sounds sounds like one of those kind of weird episodes uh, that uh, a few people have been talking about. But we hope to release that uh, in two weeks on March 30th as we uh, will go ahead and record next week. That's right. And uh, we've had a blast doing this. This is really rekindling our uh, our love for masks. Uh, if you're still new to this, uh, the mask cast thing uh, or even our website. Uh, we we are diehard fans of Mask. We thoroughly enjoyed it growing up. 
we've written a script for a masked movie and it's all written as a ground up so you get to see them actually building up how how mask is formed um, and of course you know we get a battle scene towards the end it's really a fantastic you know even if we are saying it to us it, it was a very fantastic movie written uh, we're still kind of tweaking it a little bit we're still looking for the big movie guys to to buy out our our script but we are we are fighting to keep it as true to the cartoon as as possible so yes we've had a blast and uh we invite you to keep commenting uh keep listening you can find us online at one of the longest website names probably out there <laughs> mobile armored strike command movie.blogspot.com or you can just simply search google for mask movie and you'll you'll find us pretty easily uh, we got a facebook page mask the movie we're on google plus we're on twitter at mask movie and then of course our mask cast uh sites for buzzsprout we're on mixcloud and of course you can search us on itunes right and like i said we're we're we really enjoy this so uh for jason i'm wyatt and thank you for joining mass cast